friends. Uh, it's Allegra, your friendly neighborhood history nerd, um, here to give you another dose of heroes you should know. Uh, and this week, I'm joined by our beautiful, wonderful, talented Eli, who you may know as Agent Hyde or Echo, or soon to be our DM when we do a show. Yeah. What up? <laughs> um, if you if this is the first time you've seen it, that makes sense because this is the second one. So, in case you need a reminder of what's going on, these are all, uh, I'm going to talk about historical figures that I think are important, that we don't learn about very much, if at all, in school or in other places, because they're not white, because they're not, because they are men, or because they're not men, there it is, because they're not white, because they're not men, because they're not straight, because they're not whatever. And I think they're cool, and the world would not be the same without them, so I'm talking about them. And then because I'm a double nerd, I'm going to turn them into D&D characters. And Eli's also going to turn uh, our person today into a D&D character. And we're going to, to um, we're going to compare and contrast and just see, see what the other builds. Yeah. Hell yeah. So, uh, so today we're going to talk about Roberto Cofresi, who is uh, a pirate. Pirate. A Puerto Rican pirate. Yes. Yes. He's also known as uh, Puerto Rico's Robin Hood. Um, so I've simplified this a ton. There's a lot of like political and economic and militaristic intrigue that's not terribly easy to follow. And that's not even really my interest anyway. So I, I've cut down a whole lot of stuff, but there is so much information out there. Um, literally just... Google search Gofresi and you can find so many, so many sites from Puerto Rico, from outside like militaristic perspectives, from pirate perspectives. It's really interesting. So if you want, if you want more in depth, please definitely go check those out. This is definitely just going to be like a basis of his life and who he was. Cause I think he's neat. So um, at the height of his career, <laughs> Gofresi was avoiding capture by no less than six nations. Uh, Spain, Gran Colombia, Denmark, France, the UK, and the US. And and this is this is about a hundred years after like the height of piracy. So he just kind of comes out of the blue and he's like, nah, fuck all y'all. <laughs> and it's great. But before that, he was born on June 17th in 1791 in Cabo Rojo, which is on the western coast of Puerto Rico. Um, and his family were pretty much just like penniless nobles because it's Puerto Rico and colonialism kind of fucked it up all over the place since, since you know, people that weren't Dainos came there because, of course, they did. Um, his mother dies when he's four. Um, and he always was very interested in like the ocean and the sea and like wanted to work on the sea. And as a young man, he had a little boat called the Mosquito. Um, so most of this takes place at like dead in the center of the Latin American Wars for Independence, which were from 1803 to 1833, uh, which isn't to be confused with the Spanish-American War, which was in 1898. Uh, so the Latin American Wars for Independence were basically all of Latin America going up against Spain to be independent. Uh, at the end, Spain lost its hold over, I think, everything except for Puerto Rico and Cuba. And Cuban independence happened in 1868, and then Puerto Rico was given to the U.S., in 1898 at the end of the Spanish-American War because colonialism's bullshit and it's dumb <laughs> and it makes me mad. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, you, you, you know. <laughs> I know, I know. 
so, so, um, so there's a lot of like privateering, naval warfare, uh, that affects commerce, which sends the economy of Puerto Rico into the shitter. And it's, it's all just a mess right now, as it always is. Uh, so we married Juana Krietov in 1815, but her family was also pretty poor. Um, and they, what's really sad is they tried to, they, they had, they tried to have kids and they lost both of their sons pretty soon after they were born. And they finally had a daughter in 1821. Um, but she was their only like kid that survived. Uh, so, so Kofresi kind of goes against like most of my rules that I've made because he's a dude and he's technically, at least on his dad's side, he's some kind of European. There's a lot of discrepancy about if he's like Danish or German or I think somewhere in there they said Italian. I don't think he was, but there's, there's like a whole bunch of discrepancy. And then there's a lot less known about his mother's side. Mm -hmm. So who knows, but I don't care because he's cool and I want to talk about him because pirates and he's neat <laughs> and I make the rules. So it doesn't matter. Hell yeah. Um, so as I said, he, he always loved the sea and he worked on ships from an early age, but he also had like a variety of jobs on land and like docks and in the markets and stuff like that. Um, but he also was like doing criminal shit, uh, stealing cattle, causing havoc, what have you. Um, and he was arrested in 1821 actually for a pretty big highway robbery and it was the same year that his daughter was born. So because he was a noble, they let him go to like go visit when she was born. <laughs> and then he fucked off and escaped and um, like was on the lamb for a while. Um, and he would just like come home and visit in secret. And then he'd go off into the jungle and do his thing. And he'd come back and like fuck shit up around. Um, so after that, he worked as a privateer, which is basically privateers are basically government sanctioned pirates. Like, <laughs> they're like, you can't be a pirate, but. It's like, you can be a pirate, but like. Under our rules. Gonna take, we're just going to, yeah, under our rules. And we're just going to take a little bit off yeah. your back. And you scratch my back, I scratch your back. Right. So I don't think, I don't think they knew that he was specifically on the Scipion, the, the ship. It was his cousin's ship, El Scipion. Uh, so I don't know if they knew he was on that ship, but like his cousin had a privateering contract that so he just like pulled people on and he was like, Hey, come on, bro. He was like, all right. It's like, it's like, I'm not cool with them, but they'll pay me. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Uh, but El Cipion was kind of using like questionable piratey tactics already. They like, they like, they'd fly a Colombian flag and then capture American and British ships when they like, like cause they, cause they'd stand down. Cause they're like, Oh, it's a, it's an ally. And then they yeah. take the American and uh, and British ships and like steal their shit. Because why not? If you're not gonna like, if no one finds out at the end of the day, you yeah, know, you'd be like, oh, the ship sank in the middle of the ocean. Well, oh, you know, let's go. We didn't get there in time, but we found them. <laughs> we found some stuff, though. Everything uh, sank to the bottom. <laughs> it stores everything in the back. Yeah. No, we didn't get this from them. We just found it. Uh, so there's an American ship called the Otter and a British ship called the Aurora that are pretty big <laughs> for having done oh. that. Right? The Otter. The Otter. It's crazy. So after they took the Otter, there was like a court order for like restitution. And they were like, like the whole government was pissed about it. And at that point, Cofresi was like, fuck it. Full pirate mode. I'm out. Like, I'm just going to go full pirate. Deuces. Yeah. <laughs> So like kind of like like I said at the high of his of his career as a pirate, he 
was escaping six countries, uh, the government of six countries. And he also had like several, several small draft vessels with like rotating crews of I think like 10 to 20. So he'd like, he'd, he'd have some people and then he'd drop them off on land and then he'd pick up new people. And like he had, so you just never make port. You just cycle people out. Kind of like he'd, he'd, uh, he'd, um, he'd, he'd like land and then he'd cycle people in because he had a network on land as well. So he'd just like switch who was like working the land shift basically. Yeah. Which is kind of brilliant and maybe a little dangerous, but also cool. Yeah. Um, so at the same time as that, like local network was happening, the Mm -hmm. local officials were trying to spy their way into that network in Cabo Rojo, but it was really difficult because all the locals were very sympathetic to Cofresi. Um, and they, they basically, they basically failed to Mm -hmm. infiltrate his system. And one of them even got charged with conspiracy. Like they were like, you failed, but also did you do it on purpose? You might've done it on purpose. Um, so that was, that was cool. And the reason they were sympathetic to him was because anytime he had goods or gold or what, like whatever he found on the ships, Mm -hmm. he would go, when he went on land, he would pass it out to like the poorer people and, and he would, she'd share the, he would Robin Hood literally, which is super dope. Well, if you wanted to get somebody on your side, it might as well be the people. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck fuck the government. Fuck the government. Like get the people on your side. And they like, and they would they would hide him away, and they would lie about like having seen him. They'd be like, "Hey, have you seen Cofresi?" And they'd be like, "Nah, it's been like three months." As he's like hanging out in their backyard, never heard of him, <laughs> right? And it's, especially in Cabo Rojo, which was his like home turf, like they were trying to get people in his home to roll over on him, and they were like, "Fuck no!" Oh, yeah, you can't snitch at home. <laughs> no, everyone would know. Like you can't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it and it'd been like a whole thing for pretty much his whole life that everything, you know, he was like seeing how much people were suffering and it was kind of destitute. So he was like, well, if I have this, like, why don't I fucking share it? Yeah. That's not to say he was like a fully like kind and benevolent being. Oh no. But <laughs> um so so he his ship he chose ships that were like fast and maneuverable rather than like heavily gunned and like armored. And there's so, so a lot of a lot of I have to say a lot of like Cofresi's history is kind of steeped in folklore because he because he was such a hero mm-hmm. on the island that like things things have been like skewed in his favor and skewed and also and conversely the other way around like government government documents kind of try to paint him as more violent and more evil than he was so there's like a weird construct of like where where's the truth line it's somewhere in the middle mm-hmm. um but there is there is one kind of like lore that that he once took over and plundered eight ships in a like in a single go, at the same time, which honestly I wouldn't it. be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> so at the start he went after the U.S. ships and uh, Spanish. Or, sorry, so he went after the U.S. ships at the start at the start because they were the ones that were kind of fucking everything over the most. Mm-hmm. And the Spanish would kind of ignore it because they're like, well, if it's not, if it's like fucking over the Americans, it benefits us. And like, if it went after other Euro- European ships too, they'd be like, okay, I don't see. Yeah. Um, but eventually he did go after the Spaniards. And so they like whined to the crown to get him to stop, which is when they kind of leaned on the local authorities to go after him more, mm-hmm. even though they didn't have, you know, a ton of resources. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. So they, those were the two he went after like the most harshly. Um, 
yeah, that was, that was kind of his mode, <laughs> which go off, dude. Um, so we operated out of La Mona Island, which is between the Dominican Republic and Puerto Rico. So it's like, it like floats in between and the, and the locals there would protect him too, because he, that was his hideout. And so he'd store stuff there, but he'd also spread stuff around. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also uh, a pirate base in the Dominican Republic I- Island of Sauna. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's also reports of him being on Vieques, but that's on the other side of Puerto Rico. Like if Dominican Republic's here, here, I forgot it's mirrored. Dominican Republic's here, La Mona's here, Puerto Rico's here, and Vieques is all the way over here. So like, there's a chance that he bopped around all of them, but who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, so his, <laughs> he had a pirate code that was just, we take a ship and anyone who wants to join the crew, cool, you're in, we're bros. If you don't, you're dead. That's it. I mean, that's pretty fucking straightforward, you know. Yeah. Like <laughs> leave like, no witnesses, but like you can join us if you want, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you, I'm going to take your shit and if you want to join me, cool, you can keep some of your shit or bye. Um in in 1823 there was uh like a a physician and a politician named uh Pedro Goyoko or Goyko, mm-hmm. sorry. And he was like 15 at the time and he was traveling on his own to get like secondary education. I think he was heading for the US and like mid-voyage, Gofresi like inter- intercepted it, boarded it. And he got all the passages together. And um, when he learned that Goiko was among them, he changed the course, took them back to the island and dropped him back off at home. Um, so so basically it was because he knew Goiko's father because mm-hmm. they also had association with pirates and he was also from Cabo Rojo. Um, and eventually he, uh, the, the, the physician kid grew up to be an abolitionist. So good choice. Good choice. Um, so he was finally caught in the early spring of 1825, um, by collaborating Spanish and Danish ships in Mm -hmm. in like a surprise attack. Basically it looked like there wasn't anyone there. They rolled up on it. They popped up. Uh, he tried to fight them. It didn't work. He tried to flee but he like couldn't shake them. So eventually he kind of ran the ship aground uh, and went inland. He was hurt. I think he lost two of his crew members and like half his crew was captured as they were uh, getting on land in the first day. And then he was caught the morning after. And even then he tried to like fight them off with a knife until they like, till they like subdued him and took him in. Uh, he tried to bribe the mayor of San Juan with 4,000 pieces of eight for <laughs> 4,000 pieces of eight for his freedom but uh obviously the mayor didn't go for it of course yeah and so like the the story goes that he like as he was being captured he said uh do you think i'm scared of you do you know how many of your people i've killed (laughs) because he's kind of a badass yeah (laughs) well if you're gonna go down (laughs) yeah definitely don't ever let them don't ever let them see you cry don't (laughs) go down as badass as you can possibly go and he does. God damn, he's so cool. So he's killed uh, March 29th, 1825, by firing squad in San Juan um, with the rest of his with the rest of his crew. Um, and so first off, he refused to have his eyes covered. And then after and they had to blindfold him only after he was tied to a chair. Um he, he was talking about all the all the like Spanish and uh american dudes he killed in his time um 
And then he he supposedly said he killed 400 persons with his own hands, but never to his knowledge had he killed a native of Puerto Rico because he's a bro and it helped them. And that essentially actually includes my family. Mm. I will tell you that story in a minute because Ooh. it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but his last words were reportedly, I've killed hundreds with my own hands and I know how to die. Fire. So, like, what the fuck? Like a G. Like yes. how any badass should go down, you know, fuck just, yes. you know. <laughs> just fucking do it, you bitches. Just do it. Fuck it. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> um, and the network that he had of people on land took a further 14 years to dismantle. It was oh, so, wow. like, deep and ingrained in Cabo Rojo that it took them 14 years to take it all the way down. Um, as I said, there's obviously like varied reasons that he became a pirate in, in reports. Some people say it's because he hated all like the, the, the naval bullshit that was going on and he wanted to relieve like the destitution of the people. And then there's like obviously the, the governmental side of it that's like he wanted just to be a pirate and have all this gold and take things and rah, he's a bad man. And then there's the, uh, the third kind of camp, which is he sold his soul to the devil to be loved by women uh, and to get supernatural powers, which basically enabled him to make his ship disappear mid-battle. I want that which, option. Honestly, if I could, if I, if that was an option for me, I'd be like, yes. If that's the way to go, I want to be known that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Sure. I stole my soul to the devil. Yeah. Women love me. <laughs> Women love me. I get to disappear whenever I want. Go Bye. Ship. Perfect. Fuck yeah. Let's go. <laughs> zoom, zoom. Let's go. <laughs> So there's a town in the Dominican Republic named after him, as well as a statue of him in Cabo Rojo, which is the uh, the, the picture that's over here. I oh, wow. Mirrors are hard. That's him. You can see his titties. You can't see 4,000-year-old and Hajuana titties, though. Uh, but he does problem. He does have a well-placed something. I don't actually know. I don't, I don't know if it's supposed to be swords or what the bottom of it is. But, but obviously from that statue, you can tell that he's pretty well-loved all over in, within the caribbean as in like he you know he was he was He's a he was he, he fought for them yeah exactly <laughs> talk uh, to your motherfucker <laughs> fuck, yes so there's a there's said to be a cave in cabo rojo where all his treasure's hidden but no one's ever found it of course uh other people think the rest of it's on vieques or la mona there's tons of like songs written about him um there's store like stories all over the place he's he's like he's a legend mm -hmm. pretty much in puerto rico um and okay so one of the reasons i want to talk about him because is because my grandmother told me this story recently and like she was like we are like we had pirate gold and i was like what the fuck are you talking about we had pirate gold and she goes no no listen to me i'm like okay and i'm, dri I'm driving to work and she's trying to tell me this story and i'm like on the 101 like what the fuck are you talking about so it's either i think it's her great great grandmother mm -hmm. two it's two or three oh or is it one great no it's got to be two or three greats Anyway, her name was Agatha Luna. We'll call her Agatha Luna. So Agatha Luna lived up in the hills. You know, it was Puerto Rico. We were very poor. Um, and every time Cofresi came to town, he would like swing through her town and give her a little bit of gold or a little bit of goods or whatever he had. Um, and so she'd store it somewhere. I think, I think my grandma said it was under the house. Like she'd just like stick it under the house. And she left it there and she didn't really tell anyone about it. Except like a couple family members knew. And then time goes on, Cofresi passes away, Agatha Luna gets older, and she dies. And uh, and so they set her up in the living room, you know how they do, like for a viewing, and everyone's kind of gathered around, and they're 
praying and whatever you do. I'm, I'm not great at funerals, clearly. <laughs> um, so everyone's like having their moments and telling memories and all that stuff. And eventually as like time goes on, someone brings up the gold and they're like, okay, well, like who gets the gold and where is it? And then one of them's like, it's under the house. And then they get into this huge fight about like who gets it and who gets how much and where it is and all that. And like at the height of their fighting, <laughs> Agatha Luna sits up in the middle of the fucking living room and screams at them all to get the fuck out of her house. Apparently she wasn't dead. She had, I don't, I don't, I don't, we don't know like that many details about it because it was ages ago. But uh, yeah. yeah, apparently she wasn't dead. She's arrived another couple of years died for real later they made sure she was dead before they argued about the gold and when they looked went and when they went to look for it it was gone uh presumably washed away in a flood so <laughs> yep uh, part of part of me wants to go like back and be like is it there though could it be there <laughs> that's the temptation that's the that's how you get sucked into a ghost story exactly <laughs> So yeah, that's uh, that's a very basic overall of uh, of Cofresi and all the cool shit he did. Obviously, I'm telling it from a perspective of like, I, I'm definitely coming from more of like a folk hero perspective because mm -hmm. I he he took care of my family. Like, of course, I'm fucking yeah. on his side. Fuck yeah. Uh, yeah. So do you uh, do you want to you want to go first and tell me tell me what you what you built for him? Yeah. Sure. 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 Um. I kind of kept it a little simple. Yeah. Um, I fucking love pirates. I love, I love yeah. everything about pirates. Like every, every story about a person who is a pirate is always just like, like they're infamous. They did something crazy, whether it was mm -hmm. breaking out social norms or like, you know, either you're a rich person that just said, fuck it. I'm just going to go be out at sea. You know, like the whole collective uh, like thing is like they, you know, loving the ocean, being a part of that stuff. But then also like saying, fuck you government yeah and fuck whatever you want to do i want to be a free person and i'll do whatever it takes to do that yes um so but you know you can't deny that you know fressy was uh, a dastardly dude oh for sure so i went with this one i decided to go rogue with him mm -hmm. um and i chose the the swashbuckling rogue fuck yeah <laughs> fuck yes um so that's the the class and subclass I picked for mm -hmm. him was was all that. Um, I statted him out at with uh, high charisma and high dexterity. Yeah. I feel like getting like convincing someone to let you out of jail, <laughs> right? And then proceed to manage to duck and weave from the government. You know, having even that having that whole chain of of people and like switching out crews and stuff like that like there, you gotta have like charisma yeah. to like convince a butt ton of people to be on <laughs> your side i mean like gold helps for sure like you know yeah. paying them off helps for sure but you know being a little nice at the same time and being a little charismatic i think goes a long way um so i have it at 19 for dexterity and 17 nice. for charisma hell yeah um I decided to give him uh, 14 for wisdom because mm -hmm. I feel like being a pirate and like doing all of that stuff, there is like an air of intelligence. And of course, he's probably had some form of education if he was considered noble. Yeah. Um, but like surviving and and eluding things and, and being out at open sea, I think, requires more wisdom than it does intelligence. Mm -hmm. So I gave him a 14 for wisdom 
and a 10 for intelligence so just average amount yeah um and then i gave him a, a straight 12 for uh strength and then the dump stat i ended up giving him for constitution because no one survives a, a firing squad yeah <laughs> and if we're going <laughs> as a human um you know human beings and bullets don't get along together right um but in but for this one i know that you normally just want like straight human beings mm-hmm. uh, or human as as the stat but i decided to give him a variant Ooh, uh, yeah. on the same reason of, of that like pirates are infamous and they have to do a lot of stuff so i feel like they they're a little extra yeah <laughs> they're just sure. like normal regular joe just chilling in a like human plus <laughs> yeah human plus like there's there's like an extra bit of you know you got to do um, yeah a little oomph. um and so with that um he gained a feature which i chose uh to be uh lucky uh, i love the lucky feature i love yes. to try to throw it on my characters when i can and i think you need it also as a pirate and escaping and eluding you know all of that hiding in plain sight being a privateer under your right. like your cousin's flagship and stuff like that requires a level of luck that no normal human <laughs> can muster sometimes you know yeah um let's see um what else? what's what's like skill proficiencies did you did you try to like muscle up with him um skill proficiencies i picked athletics mm-hmm. um history insight Ooh perception persuasion stealth and survival nice um oh you get he gets he should get expertise if he's a rogue too which ones did you like uh expertise in perception persuasion and stealth nice uh, i feel like it'd be vil- vigilant persuading people to convince them and then trying to elude and invade wherever you can Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like uh, uh, like the history one comes from I chose the noble background for him because right. I feel like that's the appropriate place to kind of sprinkle in the fact that he came from a that's level where he of started kind of yeah where he started a level of a, a level of affluence even though he wasn't you know um, well off mm-hmm. um, but at least in stature um, that gives him that little oomph to you know and yeah. I, plus that gives you like abilities to like you know convince people to rally behind you and, and, and stuff i believe yeah um so that's why i wanted him to have that background and then let's see how about um did he have any feats besides besides the lucky one you no gave him earlier? that was the only one lucky was the only one and then i just beefed up uh his charisma and dexterity yes. to yeah. to as high a level as possible yeah makes sense um what are like what are some of the like cool things he gets with with swashbuckler uh, let's see um because i i also did a little bit of swashbuckler for mine but i think i i think you get a little bit more than i did from swashbuckler he gets uh panache, panache. Mm-hmm. um so you get uh you can make a persuasion check uh contested by a creature's inside check um and then hostile creatures will give you disadvantage. Let's see nice. what else you get. Um, you get is cutting action a rogue? Yeah, cutting actions, cutting actions a thing, uncanny dodge, sneak attack. I think you should get. I think you get fancy footwork and rakish audacity too. Uh, yes, I get uh, fancy footwork, rakish audacity, um, evasion, and then yeah, and then panache. Oh yeah, evasion. God. Evasion's so good. Evasion is the best, dude. I fucking love evasion. Evasion, evasion saves lives. Yes, <laughs> and only lives. Only. 
um and yeah that's pretty much for um for like features that i get yeah. for that um i chose a rapier mm-hmm. for weapon because i feel like that's appropriate just in general for period yeah and for a pirate like a short sword is not a pirate sword nah unless you're like a like a grunt pirate like i feel like if you're a captain you have you like know, cool shit you got the rapier you spent a little extra money you want that fancy hilt you know yeah. you want that spring in your fucking sword you or know? you like took someone down for it exactly you want to fucking like you know crisscross and fuck people up yeah um so that was his main weapon and then there's just like standard leathers um no spells because he's just pretty much more of the just a fighter brawler yeah brawler type um which i feel is appropriate yeah did you have any languages for him because he's does he get an extra language for being noble he does get an extra language. I mean, I I didn't know. I wasn't too sure of like what to put for languages, so yeah. I just put I put dwarves and elvish because that's like <laughs> I feel like those are, are of like common languages or like languages that would be like, like of the people kind of thing. of the people, uh, you know, yeah. or at least like in proximity of each other. When you look at like D and D lore and stuff like that, you would find dwarvish and elvish together with like common. Nice. Um, so he would kind of have those languages on on boot on top of thieves can't you know yeah which of course he he knows uh i give him i give him a dice set i feel like pirates just play dice like instead of like yeah. cards and stuff like that i feel like dice are more durable or they like last you longer you yeah, fall in the wet, water yeah exactly totally yes exactly the um and then like standard leather armor uh, uh what's his ac at because his his dex is pretty good ac's at 14 okay but initiatives at but initiatives at at plus seven oh yes so he's uh you know he's a go-getter ready to go and then in terms of like saving throws the dex is at eight uh my dex save is at eight and like intelligence at four hell yeah the highest ones but yeah that's pretty much where i went with them i think simple you know because i feel like you know sometimes like building a class like simplifying it and stuff like that allows the character to like be and like do the thing like you know he's great right. on his own accord and like he didn't need like magic abilities or like special skills in order to do it so i feel like keeping it simple but like upping those like details of him like his persuasion his ability yes. to survive and adapt and stuff like that was where i was hoping to go for it yeah oh man it works so well i love it uh, I also did part swashbuckler for him, um, but I gave him, I gave him paladin. Hear me out, paladin oath of the conquest. Ah, uh, I love the conquest. <laughs> yeah, like I realized that that seems a little bit counterintuitive to him being like fuck colonialism, but I think you can do it in like rev- I think you can be like fuck colonialism as a conquest in reverse, and I think that's like a mood he was going for well i feel like conquest doesn't always have to be like a like in that colonial perspective yeah that's Um, true i think you can conquest in the in the scope of like winning over the hearts of the people which ends up being like the most important thing at the end of the day governments fall you know at you know when the if the people say that they want you know if they decide one day we must want to destroy it we all could collectively just go and do that you know so yeah. winning the people is so much more better conquering their hearts and minds and 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 their will yeah so That's he's a he's a rogue he's a rogue six paladin four 
because he's definitely more of a rogue. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, uh, da, 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 da. I put his strength at 17, his charisma is at 16. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I really, I had a really hard time giving him a dump stat because I feel like he's pretty well-rounded truthfully that was in like a weird way that was also the problem i had i was just like well he's like i could dump intelligence but like he's not that seems like a a dumb he's not a dumb dude and like you know then you ignore some of his background but like you know um but i imagine he's fairly strong because of of working on ships for working on ships you know he's incredibly wise dangerous you know yeah he's totally well-rounded um So it was hard to to find a place. So what did yeah. you end up dumping? So I, I my my first ASI went to intelligence and wisdom to pop them up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So his intelligence is a ten, his wisdom's a twelve. The only, literally, the only reason his intelligence is a ten is because he, like, he went to school but he didn't go to school long, and intelligence mm-hmm. is so like involved in like book learning and like knowledge, knowledge, whereas yeah. wisdom's a little bit more of like world knowledge like so i was like okay yeah yeah so that was that was the that was the only reason his intelligence was technically his dump even though it's a zero mm-hmm. um his strength is at 14 his cons at 13 because you gotta you gotta have some kind of wherewithal to fight off scurvy <laughs> true 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 um and then like I, I had the same reasons for his charisma being up there um and and also i needed like the strength to be a little bit higher so i could so i could double him in paladin yeah um for his expertise for me i gave him sleight of hand perception and intimidation because scaring people into joining your crew takes i think a lot yeah um let's see what else did i did you have a god with? per se that you would have attached him to in like the D world i had a couple where's my oh it's over there hold on yeah fuck it it's fine um i think i wrote them down yeah so I found Mask, Umberly, uh, Tretherion, the Traveler, and Iadro. Those were like the Umberly's five. Umberly's my bitch, yo. Umberly's <laughs> so really fucking cool. Love, <laughs> they all seem to like line up with his his interests the most. Mm-hmm. So I think I think any of them would be a really cool kind of direction for him to go. Yeah, totally. Um, let me see. Uh, oh man, I also, I wanted, the only reason I didn't give him the alertness feat, or I have two reasons. The one reason was I, I couldn't leave his, I couldn't leave his intelli- intelligence that low and it just didn't fit. So I, mm-hmm. I had to double my ASI, which was fine. Um, and I wanted to give him alertness because with alertness, <laughs> his initiative would have been plus 11 at level 10, which is dumb. <laughs> so, dumb. but, but he also, got got in a uh, in a sneak attack and with alert you literally can be sneak attacked if you're um if you're conscious so i was like uh, i guess but i really wanted to throw alertness on there so bad. yeah <laughs> um let's see uh oh for his so for his his background i also kind of i kind of mixed things i gave him like half sailor half folk hero Mm-hmm. Um, so he has like the the sailor, like the the ship bit from sailor, and I think I gave him. What did I do here? I can't remember. He gets sur- he got he got survival from from Pokero. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of melded them together. Would a DM let you do that? Maybe, probably. I make the rules on this show though, and so that's what I did. 
If I was your DM, I'd probably say cool. <laughs> it would make it does it make I mean, sense it makes, for story? It, it makes sense for yeah. story. And if you're splitting the stats and stuff, I wouldn't I wouldn't like bust you on it. Yeah. But I mean I mean when I build pirates and stuff like that, that's usually the school of thought. They're either gonna be swashbuckling rogues or they're gonna be like whatever fits the story and with a background in the sailor so that you can at least tie yeah. <laughs> the, the the ship aspect to it pull it in somehow well there there is a variant in the sailor feet right for pirates right i th- i'm pretty sure there is yeah so, i would be surprised if there wasn't yeah so either way you get your you get your pirate licks in yeah <laughs> um let's see uh so yeah so i get so he get, like you said he got fancy footwork rakish attitude um, I didn't get Panache because I think that I think you get that at level seven and he's only a six. Mm-hmm. Um, man, fancy footwork is so cool. And yeah. if you pair it with rakish audacity, it's dumb and I love it. It's and, just... and the fact that you can use a different way to sneak attack. This is yeah. this is dope. Yeah. So much options. Yes. I need to actually play like a, I I have yet to play a, a rogue in a game, um, like, and I need to. You're gonna be such a good rogue. <laughs> be so dastardly. I need to. I mean, yes. that would be the next thing. Um, for his paladin, he you know he gets divine sense, lay on hands, divine smite, divine health, which is also helpful when fighting against scurvy. <laughs> um, you're really concerned about the scurvy <laughs> I, that was like, as a kid that was something i was always really concerned about getting myself i wasn't a pirate i didn't live on a ship i had plenty of access to vitamin c but god was i terrified of fucking scurvy <laughs> uh i think the main uh so he so he's dueling he has a dueling fighting style so mm-hmm. he if he's wielding a melee weapon in one hand and nothing else he gets plus two to damage nice Makes sense for a swashbuckler, and since he's a paladin, tracks there too. Uh, the main things I get from Oath of the Conquest, though, are conquering presence, which means anyone in 30 feet that I choose makes a wisdom saving throw, and if they fail, they're scared for a full minute. And then guiding strike, or guided strike, which is a plus 10 to hit. Mm-hmm. So, makes sense. <laughs> Both of them make sense. Um... For his spells, so he only has three spell slots, but he knows five spells, mm-hmm. and he gets two of them um, because of he gets two of them because of Paladin. So he gets Arm of Agathis and Command, which fantastic. Uh, I also gave him Purify Food and Water because you know going out into and the scurvy and the scurvy and the scurvy. And the scurvy. <laughs> <laughs> but also like going out to help people and like making sure that their like food and water were were good and like pal- potable. Mm-hmm. Um, compelled duel, which is a cool ass spell, and I like it. Uh, some they have to make. I think it's a wisdom saving throw, and if they fail, they have to fight you. They can't Ooh. do anything else. They have to fight you. <laughs> Damn, I wish yeah. I knew about that spell. I like Damn. that one. Yeah. And then I gave him all three smites, thunderous, searing, and wrathful, because how could I not? <laughs> smite, smite, smite. Yes. Smite. Uh, for his, his stuff, he also has rapier. Uh, I, I gave him a cutlass, because, because it's... Cause that's I the other, that's the other pirate sword, yeah. so I'm down. Yeah, I, I was like, he, he could have a short sword, but like for flavor, it's a cutlass. 
fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also gave him a musket. Ooh. Because... That's right. Muskets yeah. would be around during that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't even think about muskets. Give him some long range if he doesn't want to get off his boat and wants to fuck people oh, that'd over. Be better than a crossbow. Hell yeah. No, 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 yeah. no. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yes. I think it's like a D12 too of damage, which is not too shabby. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Blow him away. Uh, so I also I looked up, yes, just like distance, like goodbye. <laughs> uh, I looked up a, a few items that I thought would be cool for him to have too. These aren't like ones that I've specifically given him, but I thought uh, Candle of the Deep, which it's a candle that stays lit underwater even and Ooh. gives you like vision underwater. Boots of Haste because he's a rogue. And of course he needs that because all rogues should have a Boots of Haste. We should go fast. Must go faster. Fast and sneaky. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, in that same vein, Cloak of Displacement. Yes. Because why should I get hit? Because fuck you. <laughs> Uh, the dreaded helm, uh, orb, orb of direction, walloping ammunition, which is which just like knocks people back. Uh, an alchemy jug, because ale. Uh, cloak of the manta ray, which would let him have like a pretty good swim speed and also uh, breathing underwater. Damn, I can't remember. Yeah. There, there is a which since we're talking about items that would be fitting there there's a it's a ring i can't remember what it's fucking called but it like it allows you to control your ship and it allows your ship to Yo. move at your command and then at the same time i believe there's like a uh, like a like a um iron stone or something on it that like allows you to like fire off like a cannonball from that ring no yeah yeah i, I can't <sighs> That's so cool. I think I have it on my fucking Pinterest board. Fuck yes. Oh man, can you imagine? Yeah, because it was a thing in my homebrew, uh, in my um, in my uh, my home world. Yeah, my home game. Yes. For one of my character uh, player characters. Where is my D and D board? Uh, I'll go through more of them as you as you look. Tell me when you find it. Uh, Dust of disappearing because he was said to have been able to disappear in battle and like why wouldn't he be able to do that of course yeah, he can if that's the myth fuck it yeah yeah uh, a folding boat which is a boat that you can unfold yeah fuck yeah uh gloves of swimming and climbing mariner's armor and uh, a ring of evasion or a ring of free action because rogues because <laughs> rogues yes i love them so much yeah no rogues are the tits uh, uh god damn it Nope. If you can't find it, if you can't find it now, drop it in chat later. Yeah, I'll drop it on chat on yes. on Wednesday. Fuck yeah. Um, so look out for Eli sending us the coolest item ever. Yeah, I can't remember where I found <sighs> this on the internet somewhere, but it was Man, that's so very... that's so perfect. Oh no, I got it, I got it, I got <gasps> it, I got yes, it. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Um Okay, I found this this is by a uh, instagram person by called nine spiked mountains nice. and i believe that's who made this um actually no i'm sorry it's a bonus action is the is nice. the person um it's called the ring of the lone captain um oh. so it's a it's got two things to it it's got enchanted rigging and it's when while attuned to this ring you can bond to the rigging of a ship that you are standing on it takes 30 minutes to bond to the ship 
Um, and when the ring is bonded, uh, you can adjust the sails and steering wheel by shouting a command word, and you can only do so within 300 feet of the ship. And when commandeering a ship in this way, it erases the need of a crew to perform these particular tasks. And then That's the so cool. <laughs> yeah, and then the second <gasps> the second one is called open fire, and um, it's as an action you can point to a target you see within 500 feet and speak a command word. A dark uh, pearlescent cannonball appears in front of you, and you can shoot towards your target. All creatures within 15 feet have to make a deck save. And on a failed save, they take 5d10 force damage. Holy and shit! On, yeah, and on a successful save, they take half damage. This damage is doubled against structures, and you can use this feature once per long rest. Yeah, it's God. dope. It's dope. It was a f- really fun item that uh, I had found and get- given to a player. Yes! Um, you basically just attune a whole ship. Exactly. It's <laughs> it's so fucking dope, you know. And it, it, like if, if you're like if you're gonna be a legend, you know, I might as well control be your a own fucking ship. And fuck legend. It. Yeah, yes. Exactly. Get some disappearing dust uh, or whatever. You could disappear that ship. It'd be great. Yes. Fucking Amazing. go down in history. Yes. Oh, so cool. Fuck, I love I love <laughs> pirates. I love cofrasi. I love rogues. I love Everything's it. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's basically it. That's 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 oh, Kofresi. Yeah. He's incredible. Um, yeah, he he deserves <laughs> some attention because he's neat, and oh, I yeah. think so. And I hope you thought so too. Exactly. Yeah. Like, learn more about him. Learn more about it. Like pirates in general, there are just amazing people who ended up being pirates from all over the world and yeah. shit. And like. It's great to know about somebody like Kofesi. Yeah, yeah, all of them. I didn't even know he existed, and I, yeah. you know, and I've le- learned a, a, f- a few about a, a various people, but no one from like this part of the world. Yeah, like even to the point where like oh, being in in a point of time when you're like dealing with like the U.S. ships and and stuff mm-hmm. like that. That's so that's so fascinating. So the history is so like recent for us. Yeah, almost. exactly. Uh, there, there's like song there's songs about him and they're like really good there's the one i listened to was a uh, tony croato song it's mm-hmm. i think it's just like la pirata cofresi and it's 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 a bop it's good oh yeah and oh, man i just like i wouldn't have known about him if my grandmother hadn't told him told me about him and like this like i i'm definitely very biased because you know he protected my family and mm-hmm. he he tried to do right by puerto rico which hasn't been done really very much at all so yeah i love i love my pirate dude i love you (laughs) thank you for doing this with me this is so fun thank you this is great (laughs) yeah uh if you ever think of a person that you want to talk about eli you are more than welcome to hijack and we can switch jobs and uh if that ever if that ever if that ever sits in your little bonnet and percolates and (laughs) Don't know why I'm oh, yeah, talking about my dad it. right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about history. Yeah, and history is totally a dad thing. <laughs> but yeah, I'll think about it. I'll find somebody. I, I love history. I love telling people about uh, my history, my culture as well. Please, um, please. <laughs> but yeah, um, thank you for having me. It's yes. Great. <laughs> thank you to Aaron for running this. As always, we Aaron. could not do it without you, buds. Um. And that is that's that's it on Cofresi for this week. In a couple of weeks, I'll come back with someone new, both uh, from history and hanging out with me. Um, join us. I guess you have already joined us. Hopefully, 
for um, good old Sheep Farm with Aaron. I think he's still. I don't know if he'll. We will. He will have finished Crisis. We'll find out if he finishes Crisis. Um, Eli is going to be, or will have been, uh, future for me, past for you. Uh, <laughs> Eli will have been on Iron Sworn. Mm-hmm. Taking on the Iron Sergio, taking yes. on the Ireland. So excited! Oh, it's going to be great. Um, and then on Friday, you can join us for debrief. Yes, it's debrief. I had to make sure. Debrief, debrief, debrief number three. three. Yes, Final we'll be three. talking about uh, episode nine and ten. Nine and ten. Nine and, and ten. And yeah, eight? we'll be wrapping no, up. Eight's, eight's not in there. No, eight, eight is a part of eighty-four. But uh, yes. yeah, we'll be wrapping up with uh, Doom to Repeat. Yes. Um, that show will actually be live too. Yeah. We will be actually in person. So if you join us, you can ask whatever questions you want from the cast and Sergio in um, chat. In chat, and yeah. we'll be happy to ask. So it's hopefully you guys will tune in. Yeah. Uh, and then the the Friday after that, you can catch Zakia's phenomenal one shot. Um Malgoths versus Visigoths, or is it the other way around? I can't remember if it's the other way around. It's a very hard sentence to say. <laughs> there will be Malgoths, there will be Visigoths, there will be chaos, because be of course there will. <laughs> um, yeah. Thank you again for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Bye! Have a good one. <laughs> Mm-hmm.